When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Are we ducks or what? I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back after a week hiatus there, but uh, a lot of things to get to. We released the last episode on Halloween. We called for your Halloween costumes. We got two I want to mention. First, Jared Beasley went as Kevin Spillin' Chili Malone from The Office, and the second one, Alex Horowitz, went as Gordon Bombay, and he like recreated the promotional poster where he's like giving a weird face and the, doing the thumbs up to the kids. Uh, I don't know how much time he spent on it, but it was well worth it. I will put both of those in the show notes there. Other than that, uh, our official minor leaguer of the Quackadag podcast, Bo Brower, still at one game played, still uh, trying to find his way into the lineup, but he's a rook, so plenty of time. One game played, two penalty minutes. Well worth it. <laughs> yeah, two penalty minutes. Well worth it. And uh, but the only other thing, I think, before we move on to the topic at hand here is Kevin's kin token update. Kevin, we're coming up on a year now where you bought the cryptocurrency kin token for roughly $300. And what are we sitting at right now? Uh, I think we've hit an all-time low. Uh, <laughs> the second straight uh, episode and a new all-time low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're at $22.36 as of right now. $22.36. That is what we in the biz like to call not a great return on investment. No, not not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's still, you're still holding out faith. Yes. How long before you start to give up hope? Uh, never, I guess. <laughs> You're just going to hold on to this forever. I mean, it's not like I'm going to cut bait and <laughs> keep my $20 at this point. Yeah. That'd be, you know. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be dumb. Just yeah. leave it in there. Yeah. I have a question. So what happens when it hits zero? I honestly have no idea. I don't know really what that means in the crypto world. Like when a company hits zero, they like go out of business. Yeah. But I don't really know how that works in the crypto world. Well. I'm sure it's happened already. Yeah. But- Give it a few months and we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. If we, have any, if we have any crypto experts out there uh, that could explain that to us, it'd be great. Yeah. Is this the only cryptocurrency you've invested in? Uh, I d- well, in order to do this, you have to like, or uh, the only route you used to be able to do is buy Ethereum first and then go exchange your Ethereum for a kin token. So I've dabbled with that and then Litecoin very briefly. But this was the only one that's like a altcoin that's like on like secondary markets and stuff that i've messed around with interesting 
Tommy just was looking, staring at me blankly with that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I picked up like half of that Ethereum and Litecoin. It's like the three major ones are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Those are like the most uh, mainstream okay. ones. And then most of those, like you can use those to exchange for altcoins on the smaller exchanges. And that's like a more complicated process than just using like uh, whatever it's called, uh, Coinbase or something else to purchase like one of the three big ones yeah me too <laughs> all right anything else before we move on to the topic at hand here anything uh, else we need to touch quick on? duck call tommy and i were in lubbock texas oh. uh this last weekend and uh, uh visiting our alma mater and we or i recruited a new quackalite who showed up at the bar wearing a sweet charlie conway um d2 jersey mm. um the updated ducks jersey wow um, and it was saw so, and, and he said it's one of two uh mighty ducks jerseys that he has um the other one is a banks jersey um so wow yeah pretty and i asked him where he got them and he said one of them on amazon and then the other one sounded sort of nefarious like some guy <laughs> like <laughs> so so, but you know, shout out to him for for finding different uh different venues, uh different avenues to find his his Mighty Ducks merch. Yeah. And whenever you guys see uh fellow duck fans out there wearing duck swag, make sure to talk to them and tell them about the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how you spread the word. That's how we get famous. We that's how we get big and quit all our all our jobs and uh let Kevin blow more money on Kin Token. So other than that, let's go to the topic at hand here. Duck call, duck call to that guy. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, I, if I did know it, I have since forgotten it. So <laughs> sorry if you're listening, but um, it was nice to meet you. Duck call to the guy I'm, at the I'm, bar with the exactly. jersey. I might have been a few drinks in. Maybe. Know. This yeah. doesn't was sound it? like you. It was uh, Bashes. Okay. All right. Duck call to the guy in the Lubbock bar, Bashes. Wearing a Charlie Conway D2 Mighty Ducks jersey. Let's go now to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? So we're uh, we're taking a trip down memory lane, and we're going to look at the trailers for all three movies and see what we can discern and you know, kind of rate it. Like, do these movies look good? Pretending, of course, that we haven't seen them before. And what are our takeaways? Like, would you see the trailer and then say, I want to watch that movie? Can I just say very briefly, like, man, trailers have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is just the the contrast between, like, a trailer nowadays and back then is just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'll put all three trailers in the show notes. So the interesting thing is it doesn't seem like there was a trailer for D1. I searched for quite a bit of time on the internet looking for the full, like, theatrical two-minute trailer for d1 could not find anything so what we got was basically like the 30 second commercial version for d1 and then we have like the two-minute trailers for d2 and d3 quick quick so so has that always been like a thing like have theatrical trailers like that always existed i would assume so like that's how you get people especially without like the internet and that kind of stuff but when would you have shown those before Before, movies yeah before other movies before other disney movies yeah, like yeah, I guess so. So they, yeah, they like you go to see like Back to the Future Two. I, I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just like how trailers were today before movies. Well, but I mean, now you have like the different avenues to show the longer ones. You know, I was just wondering if maybe back then it like didn't really they weren't as prevalent. I don't know. I have no idea. That's my answer. I don't know. We need to get 
a Hollywood expert on here. A Hollywood historian. Yeah. Oh, that's we could probably find idea. like a film expert. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll look into it. I'm trying to get the guy that painted the like storefront signs in the Mighty Ducks on. Hmm. I thought it would be interesting. So anyway, look out for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> look out for that. Like watching paint dry. <laughs> and let's just take a look. Well, I guess for us, we can take a look. We've already taken a look. But let's let the listeners take a listen to this first trailer. This is D1. The Mighty Ducks came out in 1992. Uh, this is, as I said, the commercial version. So 30 seconds here. So take a listen. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging. Maybe I'll give him a cold. Can't try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. All right. Overall impressions. Um, I, I feel like just watching that, you're just kind of like, okay, here's another kids movie. Like, moving on, what's next? Like, it really doesn't do justice at all. Um, but I guess you got to figure, oh, people are like, oh, Emilio Estevez, right on. So, because he was still big then. Yeah, it's very heavy on the Emilio Estevez. Like, hey, guys, come see this for Emilio Estevez. And that's pretty much all you get. Um, a noticeably absent... Charlie, which I guess makes sense. They didn't really mm. know before it came out that he would kind of become, yeah, the, the not the face. I guess Bomb- Bombay is always going to be the face, but noticeably, the only speaking line for a duck is Averman, right? Like direct speaking line. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, and it was a good line. I mean, it was just. I guess you got to give the very basic premise. You can't introduce like all these characters, or whatever. It's yeah. just like, hey. He's a good lawyer who always won. Now these kids have never won. What happens when he coaches them? And maybe yeah. this is kind of the product of it just being like the commercial trailer. Um, that yeah. It didn't really delve deeply into any of the others. That's a good point. Because like my first sort of note was like, there's no mention of the Hawks. No mention of like this big rivalry between Bombay and his old coach. And Bombay like getting uh, sort of having it all come full circle for him or anything like that. So it's just like a quick, like, Bombay loves to win. They don't win. Uh, he'll, te- he'll try to teach them to win, and they'll teach them that... Wait, hold on. I wrote this wrong. He'll try to teach them to win, and they'll teach him that winning isn't everything. That is the sort of premise, and I feel like that sort of gives away the whole film there. Yeah, but they don't say whether or not they win at the end. I feel I like guess. that's a pretty good assumption. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think a kid's going into that thing and like, ooh, I wonder if they're going to win. Like, I don't know. Kids are pretty dumb. Well, original draft of D3, they weren't going to beat the varsity. Well, that's the original draft, sure, but that's yeah. nowhere near production. That's a good yeah. Point. I mean, original draft of D1, I believe, Brill said that they weren't going to win. He wanted them to lose, and then Disney made him change it. Yeah. Well, think about uh, Rocky one. He doesn't win the fight. That's true, but not a Disney movie. Well, but th- that wasn't the premise. wasn't that he was going to win. The premise was that he was going to survive. Yeah, can prove last. that he belongs. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. But think about like sports movies where they don't win that aren't based on like a true story. The first one, or the the, uh, the first one that I remember seeing is Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and Friday when Night Lights when they don't win, and it's like I don't know if I'd ever seen one before that that they don't win. Not not counting Rocky, just because 
I guess in the original Bad News Bears, do they win? Or do they like... Uh, I haven't do, seen they that win. so long, yeah. They do win. They do? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's another example of before Friday Night Lights. Unless, I mean, send it in if you've got it, but I don't remember seeing one. I watched a lot of sports movies growing up. All right. Oh, Little Big League. They do not make the playoffs. Oh, what a but, poll. Yeah, but that's not they don't like lose in the championship game. That's good. There's another conflict there. I mean, they, like the, they lose in like the play in game to get in. I guess in Major League Two, not Major League Two, but Major League also. Yeah. But again, yeah. those aren't like the conflicts. It's not like it's not like it's, you know, win this World Series or bust. It's like they overcome their conflicts still. But yeah, they just well, win yeah. the championship. Yeah, which I mean, that's I don't the know. whole point. We're yeah. kind of going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> philosophy, <laughs> storyboarding. Yeah. All right, back to the trailer. Just any highlights for you in that trailer? Anything stick out? Um, the music is just dumb. I, it's, it's it's really hard to like focus on anything other than the music. Like it's, and I I can't quite recall if there's if they ever try to have any sort of serious tone in that first one. I don't think they really did. Um, but it's really hard to have any sort of serious moment with that silly music playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little rough. I particularly like the slap shot at the end. It Fulton reads slap shot. Then it breaks out into the mighty ducks. Just a classic sort of nineties move there. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Uh, the other thing I want to point out at the end of this trailer it's like the mighty ducks and then they like sort of put up the credits and whatnot and it's the ducks at the north stars rink and they're like doing a flying v which is not in the film but makes it into the trailer Hmm. so i like that uh anything else before we go to d2 here i think it's interesting like a lot of times you'll see like a really good one-liner in a trailer but it's actually not in the movie i remember it very clearly from scary movie three Mm. in the 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 best of the scary movies (laughs) and um in the trailer i forget who it was it might have been like monique and eddie griffin like um parodying uh like the matrix or someone the matrix 2 whatever and like she's yelling at eddie griffin like like come out here like do your chores or whatever and he's like i'm prophesizing and then monique yells like i'm prophesizing my foot up your ass and like you know it's a great moment in the trailer and it wasn't in the movie at all And, and me and my my group of friends were very disappointed. Yeah, I I do also I I don't have a specific reference like that, <laughs> but I do remember many times like waiting for a line, yeah, throughout, like while watching a movie, and then it never coming and being like very you know just kind of like I don't know disappointed I guess, but yeah, it was there one of those in this. Well, what the, the ducks? Oh, are the flying bee doing the flying yeah. bee in the North Stars rink when they're like yeah. skating around. I don't even but... think I caught that. Yeah, it's at the end with the credits all up, so it's not a big deal. All right, let's move on. Let's go now to the trailer for D2. Again, this is like the two-minute theatrical. Actually, I think it's the VHS home video trailer. I don't know if that's different from the theatrical trailer, but just uh, full transparency here. So you on the internets can take a listen here. The only thing tougher than turning losers into champions is doing it twice. The Mighty Ducks are back. Their game is as good as ever. Haven't you guys been training in the offseason? I know we forgot something. But they're adding some new players. Yeah! And now, 
They're heading to California for the World Championships. This year, the team to beat is Iceland. We'll see you on the ice. Ice is bigger. But if they want to go for the gold, they'll have to learn to become a team again. Move together! We came here as a team, and we're leaving here as a team. Right! Three and one, we're ready! Emilio Estevez. Stand tall! Fly straight! USA! Walt Disney Home Video presents... Two, the Mighty Ducks are back. Now available on video cassette. First impressions. First impressions. First thoughts on D two. My first thoughts was they're going to Averman again. Yeah, that that was <laughs> the first thing that I thought as well. Yeah, they. I mean, he's um, he's your comic relief, which you've already established. But you also got to think, okay, people are familiar with these characters now. So you can like feature the kids more heavily. You know, Charlie's the leader. Averman's a funny one. But I guess they do have like these new ducks. And so like Julie the cat is like heavily like promoted there, but like not like other ones. Like I don't remember Portman at all from it. The, yeah. And the biggest thing for me was like Charlie was very noticeably absent. Like I don't even think. Well, he maybe was he when they like, like skating mess, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah he jumps the over the thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like it's weird because it. And maybe it just wasn't perceived this way at the time, but like in my head, I always remember Charlie yeah. above anything else. And maybe it wasn't quite that way at the time. Um, but so that was surprising to me how he was kind of just not really in the equation to yeah. me. Yeah, know. that makes sense. That, like the interesting thing to me is they're like, they're just basically like, hey, this is the same movie all over again. Like, and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, Emilio Estevez <laughs> takes this team that sucks, but they don't really suck at the beginning of D1, but the trailer definitely sets it up like they're bad again, and then they... Yeah, they really do like, oh, I knew we forgot like something. They were been talking about how they've not been training or whatever. Yeah, so a little misleading there, but I guess that wouldn't be the first time in Hollywood. Um, now, the focus on the new players... Do we think it's fair to think they go Julie the Cat and then they go like Dwayne, but not much else, as you said, of Portman or Luis or anybody like that. Uh, Good call or bad call? I think it was smart to highlight Dwayne because he is kind of like a character. Yeah, and like the roping, like that's going to appeal to kids, like, you know, like just like that silliness to it. Yeah, and you're not going to put like Portman in the trailer because it's like... Like what? How old are these kids now, or or something like that? Or oh, that's too violent for my taste. Yeah. Although they do flip flip the guy through the glass. Yeah. Well, that's, that's on D three. Oh. Okay. I'm yeah. getting that confused. Then. Yeah. Yeah. That's in D three. So, but they do. Speaking of scenes that that was like cut out from the real film, there's a shot of them like arriving at the beach, and then there's a shot of Portman and Fulton like jumping off a wall, and. It's very clearly like them at the beach again, but the not in the film. Uh, very, I guess, uh, very much in the Mighty Ducks lore, this beach scene. So I'm wondering, like, how sort of integral was this originally, and how much did like the story change to like alter this beach scene so where they took it out completely here. This, again, kind of goes more back into, like, the technical aspect of it. But I would love to talk to somebody who, like, cuts trailers and stuff to know 
when that's done. Yeah. So like, is this trailer done? And then like the final edits to the film aren't made until months later. So like, cause it makes no sense to leave it in the trailer at all as like things like speaking lines and stuff that get cut out like that. I can kind of see mm-hmm. that, but like, like a whole this scene, an entire scene. And like, it makes no sense because it's never even referenced in the movie. Yeah. The, the trailer really sets it up as like California. And then it shows like the beach scene and whatnot. So I don't know. Maybe it was done specifically for the trailer. I feel like, yeah, this is a big mystery. This and the original Adam Banks, we really need to get going on again. So I'll get on that. Um, and then I just want to point, there's like a weird voiceover when the guy says like, Iceland's the team to beat or whatever. And then, uh, we came here as a team and we're leaving as a team. Bombay says at one point, does he say that in the film at any point? I don't know what that would be a reference to. Yeah. Like just that they're going to return home at some point. I guess like the Germany game when he comes back in the second period. I don't know. Maybe it's like. Hey, we're not letting this like break us down. We're still a team no matter what. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't recall, but All right. It does. Uh D2 trailer versus D1. Which one reigns supreme? Kind of an unfair comparison here, but which one would you pick? I would pick 2 just because the music wasn't as dumb. <laughs> but that's that's just me. Yeah, I I do want to give props to the uh like Walt Disney voiceover guy that seemed to do like every Disney movie. Yeah. From the yeah. 90s. We need to find, who was that? We need to find that out. Very uh, distinct voice. Uh, well, big fan. Yeah. Um, I, I'd give the edge to D2 again. It's not really fair, but you know, it's, I feel like a D1 trailer. If you were to do the full two minutes, like what else would you really put in there? Well, you would put in like Bombay and his old coach. I think you would play up the Hawks as the big bad guys a lot more. Similar like they did with Iceland? Yeah, yeah, where they have more facial hair and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think you would do that and like, oh, Adam, maybe throw some Adam Banks storyline in there, like new record and like all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Then I think you may be getting too much in the weeds of like, wait, I thought that kid was on the Hawks and then, yeah. he's and then you see him on the Ducks later in the, in the movie. What's going on? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, but I think I think there's definitely they could at least or maybe you go Bombay starts out as this like cheater and he's telling him to fall and then you throw in Jesse's dad coming in as like I gave him my overtime pay for this and then you sort of just sort of uh give it all away where Bombay makes this transition into like more fun and all that. I guess that maybe you could stuff. have like more training. Yeah, for sure. Cuz it seems like so much of the D1 trailer is like from the first like third of the movie yeah. yeah where they're terrible yeah yeah they're all terrible they're jumping on the limousine like there's really not much and, and so much from the d2 is from like them playing iceland yeah hmm interesting strategies interesting strategies all right let's move on unless we have anything else no all right d3 coming at you right now since its inception eden hall academy taken great pride in its tradition of excellence. And so today, we proudly open our doors by a full scholarship to a truly gifted group of student-athletes. Hi, we're the Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are back. School looks stuffy, but we'll loosen it up, huh, coach? I'm not going to be your coach this year, Charlie. They've got a new coach. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. 
Don't try to suck up to me, everyone. They've got a new school. Every Monday, you'll have a practice quiz. But anytime I feel like it, you'll have a surprise exam. But it's the same old duck attitude. Same old ducks. My dad said I better stay in on scholarship or he whipped my butt. We're the new hockey team, and you are varsity, the only hockey team. Just wait till we hit the ice, and they get to see the real mighty ducks. I don't like you, pukes. Who took my clothes? Oh man! We gotta respond. Ever see what liquid nitrogen does to your clothes? Ducks. The ducks are dead. You're breaking up the best thing any of us ever had. It's time to grow up. JV Varsity Games on Friday. Then we'll show the whole school what a joke you really are. I want a piece of these guys. This fall, the coolest team on ice is learning there's more to playing the games. It's not just about hockey than they ever imagined. We need to beat the varsity, but the board can take away your scholarships. Don't be careless, but don't be too careful either. I told them that you were the heart of the team. You cannot be afraid to lose. You know we're going to hurt you. Bring it on. Like this was a sort of different uh, tactic with the D three trailer. Just overall first impressions for you guys. So, Averman goes three for three in speaking <laughs> in the trailers. Uh, that popped out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they again uh, inexplicably go heavy on Emilio Estevez. I don't know if that was in his contract or what, but like he's headlined on still on the. On the yeah, title. I think that's like an agent thing for sure. Yeah, and so that that kind of stood out to me where it's like, that doesn't make any sense for this one, but whatever. Um, and they say yeah. like, oh, they've got a new coach, but I guess they want people to be like, oh, what's Emilio, what's Bombay's role though? Because he's there and he's in the crowd. And But like, it makes it seem like Emilio's going to be in the entire movie, which he's right, not. Yeah. He plays such a bit role and maybe that was intentional, I guess. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the two things that stuck out to me. Obviously, we see more Charlie, um, but Averman getting a speaking line in all three of them is uh pretty impressive i guess <laughs> yeah good for him maybe that was in his contract there so yeah this one i felt like was a little more like the ones we sort of see now it, like opened with like a little story and so we still had the sweet voiceover guy but he comes in much later so i thought that was just interesting how the sort of the societal shift in the trailer would work there um I thought they showed a lot of off ice stuff to yeah. let people know this isn't just about hockey. And that's really what D3 was. It, yeah. You know, it had the least amount of hockey and the most amount of like, you know, ducks transitioning. I I also did like the, uh, there was one particular scene that out of context, it like made it seem more dramatic than it was. And it was when they're like skating around and Julie's like in the back, like, and she eventually pukes. They obviously don't show that part, but it's like this dramatic part in the trailer but in reality, it's like going to be a funny scene that's coming up, you know? So I <laughs> yeah. thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, do they give like too much away? Because I feel like they, they gave away the entire movie. They're like, oh, the ducks are here. Bombay leaves. And then they get in trouble. And then the varsity. And then Bombay tells Charlie, you're the real Minnesota Miracle Man. And then they actually have the scene of Charlie kissing Linda and Bombay at the end nodding. Like, I, 
the second that I thought that was whenever they face off and they're wearing the Ducks jerseys. Oh, like, you know, I was like, that seems like a bit much. Um, yeah. but. Well, well, I think this is um, a little bit different tactic because this is a third movie. And so you're mm. appealing to the people who know these characters and like you, you're going to want to see what these characters are doing yeah. instead of just being like, oh, well, I guess this is just a movie where a team overcomes adversity and wins. It's like. How did Charlie become like the leader? Why is he crying in that one scene? How like, did his voice get so deep? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> they never answer that one though. <laughs> yeah. Who All do right. you think like aged the most between D two and D three? I've always thought it was like Charlie. Uh, and Charlie Goldberg. definitely. Um, Goldberg. Yeah, I always thought he aged a ton between two and three. Mm. And uh, maybe I've never really like noticed that, but Charlie for sure. Goldberg seems bigger in d3 versus For d2 sure. definitely bigger especially d1 so yeah the rest of them i mean portman looks the same fulton i feel like is pretty much the same yeah russ looks a little older uh yeah because he's lot he's like still you know bigger but he's not like baby fat baby. yeah yeah uh other than that yeah i feel like gee hasn't like aged much between two and three yeah Ken Wu, I feel like, is a little older. A little, yeah. Yeah, he's got a little deeper voice when he's talking about Buddhist monks and all that kind of stuff at the beginning there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but as you mentioned, like, it's more about the characters. They say the ducks are back. And then they say, uh, same old duck attitude. And then they show Goldberg not being able to roller skate and yelling, I'm a goalie, not a skater. And I was like, is that the same old duck attitude like yeah i don't know what they really meant by that i think they were trying to play up the fact that they like suck again you know like, oh. kind of call back to that okay. Maybe. and also they like they skate around and like, <laughs> yeah they do a lot of skating <laughs> they either play or they play around <laughs> yeah all right all right fair enough uh i think so- i think starting it out with like like the hijinks where they pull the curtain down mm-hmm. and they're like hi where are the ducks yeah like, i think that was a really good way to start the trailer. Yeah, well done. Well done there, whoever had that idea. So we already established D1 or D2 better than D1. How do we feel about D3 versus D2 in terms of the trailers? Just D, just versus D2 or versus both? Versus versus both of them, I guess. I, yeah. I know that this is going to sound like I'm being a homer, but I do think the third one in this scenario was the best. Even And that, I think the third movie is the best also, but I think the, the trailer... It, Although it does give away too much, I'll say that. But I think mm-hmm. the way it's edited, the way it's it's narrated, I think it. I think the third one is the best. So I think the third one is the best trailer, but I think the second one makes me want to watch the movie more. Oh, and, and it might just be because it's like, oh wow, it's like a, a world championship going for gold medal thing instead of like, okay, they're. Or angsty teenagers. <laughs> you sounded Canadian when you just said that. Okay. 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 Um, well, don't you know? I, the, one, the one issue that I have with D2 is I feel like they didn't play up the rivalry enough. Like the, yeah. the Iceland, like the conflict. There wasn't any, like... Well, maybe it was because, like, people would be like, what what the fuck, Iceland? <laughs> Why is Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why maybe. Strategic decision there. Yeah. That's a good point. It just feels like they're like, oh, they're going to go have fun at this tournament. Like... It, there didn't yeah. feel like there was any kind of conflict with the second one to me. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think D3 is the best trailer. I feel like they put the most time into D- the D3 trailer, like setting up like a story and whatnot. And they there was very much the J- varsity versus JV. That yeah. was like the central theme. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so for those reasons. And the and the struggle between Orion too. Yeah, we got a new coach and yeah. then and he's t- he's telling them they're not ducks anymore. Like there's yeah. a lot of conflict going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie's like you're breaking up the best thing any of us have Charlie had. Charlie cries multiple yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good point. He tries multiple times in the 2 minute trailer like <laughs> And yeah, I mean and then Averman gets another speaking line. Wow. That's a recipe for success, I guess. Mm. All right, so are we all in agreement? Is D3 as the best trailer, then D2, then D1? I would say I would agree. I think so. I would like to see the longer version of D1, though. Yeah, if, if they have it. Yeah. If anybody has a VHS from that era that might Is there like a that? Disney movie that came out a few months before D1 that might have had it? I don't know. I guess we should try to look that I'm up. I'm sure yeah. there was a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few months. It's like... Was there a Mighty Ducks trailer ahead of Aladdin or something? Yeah. Because when I was looking online, it'd be like, oh, Mighty Ducks 1 trailer, two minutes, and then it would just be like a scene from the movie. It'd just be like Tammy scoring against the car, or against the Ducks, like doing her figure skate move. You mean against the Cardinals? Yeah, 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 against the Cardinals. Uh, Yeah. Or like, there was one, it was like Mighty Ducks trailer, and then it was just Goldberg getting shelled with pucks at the beginning when they rope him to the net, so... Yeah, so this, this, here's a uh, sc- a scavenger hunt for our Quackalites. Yeah. Find well, that bad boy and either send it to us or post it to YouTube. Yeah, and uh, we'll give you a rare triple duck call on the pod. There you go. And possibly something else. We don't know. Yeah. But you you have to do it first. We can't tell you everything up front. Yeah. All right. Good work. That was like the movie trailer of... Of contests. Yeah. Yeah, you can't give it away. But you did entice people, so they'll go and look for it for you. Nice. Good job, Mike. I meant to do that for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the quack question. If you're unfamiliar, you guys ask us questions on Twitter, on Facebook, through email. By the way, now would be a pretty good time to get your quack question in. We have not gotten all that many recently. You guys have been slacking. So... I want to hear from more of our new Quackalites. I mean, we hear from our from our longtime, you know, Quackalite staples. Uh, I want to, I want some new blood. I want somebody to come challenge the uh, the Joyces and the and the. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on anybody. Jared, but, Jared the, Beasley. Jared Beasley. Well, like today, totally today's, offside. Yes, today's question comes from uh, a longtime Quackalite. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I want some new blood. Yeah, I want a new blood, Kim. She just discovered our pod. She was disappointed we did not have it last week. So, Kim, get your quack question in. Just calling you out right now. All right, Kevin, what is the quack question today? Um, so, as I mentioned before, this week's quack question comes from longtime quackalite Zachary Gruwinkle. Shout out to our good friend Zachary Gruwinkle. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. Um, his question is, uh, was Eden Hall a hockey power before Bombay? Or was Bombay... Wait, is this the right one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Eden Hall a hockey power before Bombay, or was Bombay choosing to go there, go there to be the catalyst that created the hockey power at Eden Hall? Quack, quack. Zach Growinkle. All right. Good question. So, Bombay, how old do we think Bombay is when he missed the penalty shot? 12. 12? Okay. That was 1973. So, he's going to school there 19, what, 78? Well, no. Well, I guess when he would be. He's like a, a freshman senior. there, like two years later. If yeah, he's 12 so it's like years 74. old. Yeah, 75, 76, 74, some around that area. Okay. So that's actually less, that's actually further apart than I thought. Um, I mean, I think 
I think Eden Hall is nothing special at that point, and maybe Bombay increases their profile, but I don't necessarily think that is the beginning of their like run as a power. I think they're good for a while. They drop off maybe a little bit, but they're always sort of in that top tier, in that mix until the varsity coach comes on and really uh, goes for those 10 in a row there, but I might be wrong. And so like, we're assuming that he's not there at this time? Oh, you think he's just one of those lifers? It could be. That's a good point. I can see him like coaching there for 40 years or something. Yeah. Okay. So he's there 40 years. As we've mentioned before, he's probably retiring mm-hmm. around the time the Ducks show up. So, yeah, he would be there about, what, 20 years between Bombay and the Ducks. But... If he was there, wouldn't you figure he would be happy to have the Ducks? Because he does not seem all that delighted that the Ducks are taking over his JV program. Well, he probably um, is used to doing things his way. He's like, I've been here for 40 years. Let me recruit my own damn players. Okay. That's that's an excellent point. Bombay did tell... Who did he tell that... Oh, he told Orion that mm-hmm. Charlie was a real Minnesota Miracle Man. Oh, yeah. And Orion obviously not there. For this whole time, he's playing in the NHL uh, until the North Stars move, which was not that long before the Ducks arrived. So you figure, okay, so is Eden Hall, when this varsity coach arrives, is Eden Hall good at all? Are they just a terrible program and he builds them up? Where is Eden Hall at the beginning? I feel like maybe kind of like him and Bombay kind of like maybe arrive around the same time and kind of like begin that um maybe they don't win 10 straight state championships to start their you know dynasty but maybe they win charlie's or uh, bombay's senior year and that kind of like kicks them off and like boosts them into that upper echelon of program i can imagine them because i feel like bombay would have been varsity as a freshman i can imagine them doing really well like those first two years like first year they like um, maybe they don't win district, but they make a deep playoff run. Second run, they maybe make it to the title game, yeah. and they win like his junior and senior year. It's almost like a like a Christian Leitner and Coach K or something like that. And then they're just good, you know, forever. Yeah. And so I think they were like probably pretty decent. And if Bombay wasn't like in love with hockey, maybe he wasn't getting like recruited as much. And maybe this coach is like this kid was the best ever, and you know he's had some issues, but I think we can get the most out of him. Yeah, so Coach Wilson. I cannot remember the varsity coach's name. It's Coach Wilson. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we're to answer Zach's question, we're kind of saying yes, that Bombay was the catalyst here because you figure... You could, I mean, you could argue that Bombay wasn't the catalyst, that Wilson was the catalyst. Coach Wilson was the catalyst. Yeah, I mean, you would figure at the very least Bombay's bringing some publicity because as we mentioned, his documentary when he was a child that his mom made... <laughs> So you and he's scored 198 goals as a peewee player. So he's got to be well known. So yeah, maybe him coming and then there's a sort of LeBron James effect where people want to okay. pay with him, Thank you play for with saying him. It. I was about to bring up LeBron James. I was going <laughs> to ask like if he would have been considered the LeBron James of, or I guess Wayne Gretzky. But even Gretzky didn't get like that kind of. Yeah, player. I mean, and Gretzky was after. Like LeBron is probably the only comparison you can make i guess crosby was pretty touted pretty early on but yeah crosby was the next one yeah instead of the great one um yeah i mean wayne gretzky was like a prodigy like he was good from the get-go um but like if if, if 
Bombay did today what he did then as a peewee, he would be like on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like he would be a like megastar. Like it would be an Yeah, I mean, just because the records were so astronomical. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the equivalent today would be Connor McDavid with Edmonton Oilers, but Connor McDavid is not like a very big personality. He's just like a typical hockey player. Like he's amazing, but he doesn't like do commercials or anything like that. So, well, I, I mean, neither did LeBron because he couldn't. But well, well think oh. about like um, Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray, mm. and you know he dominated Texas high school football. You know, three straight night or state titles and fifty-seven game winning streak or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he won what fifty-one games as a starter, <laughs> something like that. Now. I don't remember. So but football, it's always it's always different though because there's so many players. Like, yeah, I mean know, that like a guy like that, like it's it's hard. Like LeBron was like a dominant right. player. You can, yeah, you know, what I mean? like well in basketball, I, f- I feel like every. It's much more star driven, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm thinking back to like I feel like hockey's pretty close though. It is, but it isn't. You don't have the same amount of guys going to play with that player as like like when LeBron goes to a team, everyone wants to go to that team to play with him. Where like it's just not the same in hockey. Where like guys are not like I'm sure they want to, but just with the structure and whatnot. I think the players have a lot more control in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe in high school you can just load it up. You can just say, "Hey, like we're all going to this private school. Give us scholarships." I mean, the Ducks did it, so yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, Bombay is maybe the American Gretzky at around that time. Before, really, that's before Gretzky, really. So he's the, he's his own man, I guess. But uh, so we're saying just to answer Zach's question. When, when did Gretzky get into the NHL? When did he break I in? I mean, he was like early 80s. So would he and Bombay be like the same age? So let's see. Let's let's do some math here. So Wayne, Captain Wayno, uh, he was born in 1961. So 73, he would have been 12 years oh, old. Wow. So they're contemporaries. Yeah. So I, him I wonder, and, like. Yeah. Hmm. Gretzky went on to a great career. Bombay flamed out. Wow. I wonder if they ever played each other. That's a good question. It's kind of like the. I'll have to have Wayne Gretzky on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to get in contact with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, what a discovery we just made here. <laughs> this went way off the topic, but I feel like it was worth it. Do you think it's kind of like Wayne Gretzky was so good as a kid that he overshadowed Bombay, and that's how Wilson was able to get him? Well. Wayne, Canadian, so there's that sure, but... there's that, that aspect. Yeah, I think there's sort of the cultural thing, and then there's also, yeah, just uh, maybe, yeah, Wayne maybe is sort of the one everyone's looking at, and Bombay is sort of even maybe angry about that, and Wilson is able to use that somehow. Who knows? Well, he, Bombay like clearly doesn't have as much of a drive. Yeah. Another yeah. time. Yeah. But thanks for the question to really... Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Wilson, though, as the catalyst, not Bombay. Not giving Bombay? I think Bombay's the spark plug, but Wilson is the true, like, reason that happens. Okay. Well, think about, like, uh, and this is kind of a very bizarre connection, but it's one that I think applies, is um, the 1992 um, Texas Tech women's basketball team won the national championship. (laughs) (laughs) And they were a really good team, but they needed Cheryl Swoops to get them over the edge. Yeah. Uh And Cheryl Swoops is the best women's basketball player of all time, so... Like, yeah, you probably are going to win titles. Shout out to Cheryl. Um, 
But, I mean, their coach, Marcia Sharp, is, you know, she was a fantastic coach. And so, like, it was really that combo. But, I mean, Marcia Sharp was the one who, you know, got everyone else there. So, I think Wilson gets the credit here, just like Marcia Sharp would get the credit yeah. back then. Because she will freely admit, like, like, hey, you need a star player to win this thing. Yeah. And they I, got it. I think the Duke comparison is a good comparison, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, there was no one player that caused Duke to become Duke. Mm-hmm. It was Coach K. Right. You know, building okay. that program. Who was almost fired before he got it going, which wow, is crazy. Fun fact. He was like eight and twenty-four his third season. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. So Bombay gets no credit for being the callus. Fifty percent. I think he. I think him being there allowed a lot to happen. Like I, I think it probably helped with recruiting. I think it probably helped with stuff like that. But yeah, I think- and Wilson could like he can try a bunch of new things when you have a player yeah. like Bombay. All right, so let me ask this a different way. Bombay does not go there. Does Eden Hall, maybe it's later on, but does Eden Hall eventually rise to the, its prominence? That's a great question. I I, I would say uh, yes. I think Bombay's being there accelerates it because yeah. okay. Um, obviously he has the staying power. It's not like you had one good season or like one good run and you're done. Like This like got you on track quicker, I think. All right, I I like that. I agree with that. I think we're all in agreement here. If you have any thoughts, you know where to find us, thequackattack.com. Go there, contact us at quackattackpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackattackpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us who you'd take in a one-on-one game, Gretzky or Bombay. Go to the shop. Free shipping right now. Free shipping right now. put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Free shipping in the shop. Keep using the Amazon link. It helps us a lot. It's paying for our hosting costs. So that's very appreciated. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs>